0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience.
1: Hi guys, I'm really excited to be here today at the Sheridan Grand with, I guess, I don't know, I actually have no idea how to describe what you do. <laughs> um, I've read that you're a social media machine, but I thought maybe for people who don't know who you are, um, how would you describe what you do uh, to your parents, Gary V? I
0: I would say, first of all, thank you for having me, uh, I would say I'm an entrepreneur who just happens to also believe and am passionate about producing an aggressive amount of content on the internet uh, because I think attention is the gateway to all entrepreneurial and most ventures and so really really broken down I'm an entrepreneur.
1: Fantastic I heard you produce a hundred pieces of content a day is that is that true that's a lot of content
0: it's a lot of content uh me and my team uh if you count individual tweets that I write all day long um, are probably pushing that number. Uh, it's, it's something I believe in. I produce as much content as I can for Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, YouTube, podcast, um, email, my text messaging platform, <laughs> Facebook Messenger. How do
1: you have a live? That's so much content. TikTok.
0: <laughs> Well, you know, for me, I'm on it in every waking moment that I'm not operating. Um, and then, obviously, I have a team behind me that's producing at scale. And so, look, I think producing co- relevant content, you know, I, mean, I put out a piece of content today talking about how to treat airline employees. That's a very narrow thing to talk about, you know. So, when, when you realize how attention is spread out the internet, um, I believe that most people will be in the ballpark of twenty to hundred pieces of content, as a, as a company for sure, and a, and as individuals who aspire for their business lives to be wrapped around their individual selves.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Well, you're in Australia currently for a series of talks all around. Yes. the, uh, the country, which is actually a very, it's like it's going to be a long schedule for you because Australia is so big, and I know you've been here a few times before. So I thought um, I read that you. Don't eat breakfast or lunch.
0: <laughs> it's true.
1: So, firstly, how is that even possible? Like, how do you not get? I don't recommend.
0: I, yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm glad I don't. Uh, I don't recommend it. I don't think it goes by anybody's proper way to go. But it was kind of how I was trained. You know, I grew up in a liquor store, my family business, and you know, we were in retail and we were busy. And um, it's the truth. The far majority of days in my life, I don't eat until dinner and. Um, but all these wonderful ingredients in front of me definitely (laughs) make me hungry I just don't see food normally Uh, during the day
1: well I thought I'd make you an Australian inspired smoothie I'm into it so I've got your favorite blueberries yes thank you I've also got barbecue shapes have you had these before I have so yeah you're actually quite I've been to Australia eight times and
0: and one of my trips was an 18 day wine buying tour oh god where I really got immersed (laughs) it it was intense but I basically, I haven't had these.
1: Okay, so these are burgerings.
0: Yeah, I'm excited.
1: So, I'm really, yeah. Look, I, I don't think the smoothie's gonna taste very good, but.
0: I I'm, I'm very was. funny with like savory. Like, like I actually think the smoothie will taste good. Really? I mix savory and sweet all the time. But I'm, I'm eat sweet. ice cream for dessert and then run back into the fridge Same. and eat a pickle. Same. Yeah. So,
1: okay, great. So,
0: I'm very not scared of this.
1: Okay. So, in terms of social media, yes. do you feel like being so active on social media has changed the way you view the world? Because I remember when I first went to Instagram, I would look around me and look for content creation opportunities. So, whether it's at brunch or, you know, I'm going for a walk, like you just see the world differently, which I actually really love.
0: Yeah, makes but sense. But
1: it's sort of hard to switch off, I think, because you're always looking for content. And I know that you, you talk I about I don't create that way. Okay. So, more so
0: I don't see content. I've actually just recently gotten into a place where I'll do first person documentation a little bit more um, for me the reason I think I've noticed that you know the world differently is I like people's perspectives and so for me it's less about like I'm not very visual and like oh there's a great shot of like I'm actually oblivious to visuals around me you know i'm usually looking down at my phone i'm i don't i don't I don't like taking food shots um, i'm I think it's changed the way I look at the world because I've been able to get so many people's different perspectives globally. Um, And a lot of my content today is predicated on the listening of that. Meaning, you know, I, I grew up as an immigrant and watched a lot of kids struggle with parents who also were immigrants imposing a lot of, you know, insecurities and we struggled to come to America so you better go to a good college and be a doctor, lawyer. As the world opened up to me, that is a crazy framework in Asia and India, even more extreme than what I saw in the US, which I think leads to a lot of unhappiness. So, you know, I've been really able to see the world through people's words, which is far more interesting to me than, I've never wanted to go see the pyramids or the Eiffel Tower. I don't visually do things, but I do them very emotionally.
1: Yeah, I think that really comes across in all the content that you create, and it's it's funny because when I first heard you, I was like, "Wow, he's so
0: intense." In-
1: <laughs> intense, honestly. Yeah, yeah I get Not it. A better
0: word. A lot of people struggle with me at first.
1: Yes, but then I did persevere, and now I <laughs> love your content. So I listen to I your podcast all the time, and there's so much. Was there a
0: single piece of content that kind of triggered that?
1: Oh, that's a good question because my. Oh, some or did I just, just beat you into <laughs> submission? <laughs> Uh, look, I think it was more like when I started doing the more of the reading of the content on LinkedIn, for example. And I'm like, God, oh, this guy actually has a lot of great stuff to talk about. So Makes I feel like, okay, I'm going to persevere.
0: And, and you know, it's funny you say that. Something that's very obvious to me is the way I say things versus what I'm saying absolutely turns people off. It's very alpha. I understand. And it's interesting. LinkedIn's been a very good addition for me. Because in written word, people can hear it the way they want to hear it, and all of a sudden, the uh, the the value of it uh, overrides the presentation of it. There's plenty of people who love me for my over-the-top personality, but I appreciate that, and that's an insight that's very clear to me.
1: Yeah, but I think to be honest, like you're regardless of whether people love you or hate you like they want to listen to you whereas I listen to other people in business and I just get bored and I just tune out because it's like a bit dry
0: so. I think I think whether you know I also I, thank you I think whether it's entertainment value I think the one thing that has been very hap, that I'm very happy about is I stay in my lane like I, I definitely believe that I know what I'm talking about because I mainly only start talking once something has proven to me that it works yeah so I think a lot of people right now are guessing for the sake of creating content or maybe striking gold. Um, I appreciate you saying that. I really do think, it's also why I stay very narrow. There's a lot, of, I don't talk about SEO. I don't talk about, you know, global economics. I don't talk about a lot of things because I'm not educated on them but I think that uh, staying in your lane of expertise matters.
1: Yeah. Well, I think social, I Looking at the content that you put out, I think it's really interesting because you're very much in that space and you have to be an early adopter to say new platforms like TikTok. In Australia, they actually recently just hid likes on Instagram. I'm aware. Which, which has been interesting. Which uh, I'm a
0: huge advocate of.
1: Really? Why?
0: I think that people have become too uh, one-dimensional in knowing what their audience is looking for. Yeah completely predicated on the arbitrary number of likes and I think it is limited creativity and expansion of people's horizons and I think it's an extremely healthy change. Okay. And I'm hoping it becomes a global permanent change. I really do. And I'm somebody who gets a lot of likes. Yeah. I, I just think it will be better for more people.
1: How do you think it will impact influencer marketing?
0: Don't forget there's back end analytics yeah. and a, a brand cares way more about awareness and relevance than it does about how many likes. Yeah. So I don't think it's as uh, negative to big influencers as they may think.
1: Okay, so I'll be interested to see how the changes affect people's usage of Instagram. So I guess, what do you think we should be looking for? Uh, what sort of content forms and apps can we be looking for if Instagram starts to die off? So what's like the next big thing?
0: TikTok's the only thing that has the potential to play at that level. Yeah. But then it's doing things better. Instagram, Facebook is still a monster.
1: Yeah.
0: Instagram's not going away. Yeah. So what people struggle with is when they've amassed a big audience or they've won early, when it becomes a game of best, not first, they get fearful.
1: Yeah.
0: My answer is to be better at Instagram.
1: Better at Instagram. God, it's only so many hours in a day though.
0: Yeah, but I mean, but the cost of entry of success is putting in the work and being better. Yeah. So Nobody's why? entitled to success on Instagram.
1: Yeah. I'll be interested to see if they remove follow account. That's gonna be interesting.
0: I think all of it is a good debate. Yeah. I really do, because I think mental health and happiness is something we need to be very conscious of. I think we're living in a very insecure society, over coddled yeah. society, and I'm not sure that people can handle do you know do you know what would happen if Instagram took away verified blue checks, I'd. it would crumble the self-esteem of 98% of the people that have one. That it's is really sad, to think sad. that. I know. I believe that to be true.
1: Yeah.
0: So, as you know, as somebody who benefits in a lot of ways from all of these badges mm. or metrics, I'm not selfish enough to want them to stay when I'm super aware that they come at the detriment now those people will stay insecure because they'll go to the next thing. And I think, I hope that hiding likes or me mentioning these scenarios get people to start getting into a place of trying to find happiness for themselves, not from outside affirmation.
1: Yeah, I think that's, look that mental health piece is definitely a huge part of social media, especially for the younger generation. Guys well, well, it just
0: it exposes, exposes truth. It, mental health, you know, all that social media is is a mirror. You know, we didn't have that mirror Back in the day, but I promise you, as a 43-year-old, there was tons of insecure people in my <laughs> high school too. It just it played out within the four walls of the high school, not at scale on social.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of fearful for the next generation, but
0: that's classic generation ahead talk.
1: Yeah. The same I'm way the gen- yeah the <laughs> same
0: way the generation older than you said the same for you. Yeah. Like things will always change. There was incredible articles written about the kaleidoscope when it was first invented, that it was gonna ruin society because kids spent their whole day walking up and down, looking at the world this way. People are fear-based, people are insecure, people have egos that their generation's the best. Um, They're all bad traits, and thank God people die so that they don't stay in the system.
1: Yeah, well, I actually want to talk to you, go back to Facebook. Uh, so I know you had dinner with Mark Zuckerberg before the Facebook IPO in 2008 okay Uh, what was that like?
0: amazing Mark is in the one two three four in the four meaningful five meaningful dinners or you know getting together drinks that I had in that period between 07 and 09 or 08 and 11 it was just very clear to me that he had an unbelievable grasp of where he was taking the company uh of human behavior, you know, the movie portrayed him as an introverted nerd. I would argue that, out of all the people I've met in the world, as somebody who I think has disproportionate skills around human behavior, I felt that Mark Mark had it too. Um, I thought he was grounded, and you know, the demonization of the platform and him, um, I think has. I think he who he is has proven out in this very tough time which is steady, um, not overreacting. Um, And I think uh, he was just as impressive as anybody I'd ever met. And it was very clear to me that he would be successful. And I think his intent is far better and nicer than the general perception is at this point. I really believe that.
1: And and I haven't
0: actively talked to Mark now in probably five years. And I I genuinely still believe that to be true.
1: Yeah, I think it's just such an interesting platform because I think people feel like it's taking away their privacy, but I.
0: People are more than welcome to not use it. Yes, you're more than welcome to delete your Instagram.
1: But even what you're saying about people prefer convenience over privacy, I actually think that's so true.
0: Yeah, of course it's true. Everyone talks about privacy, but nobody acts on it. Yes. You're all putting your credit cards into things every day, you're all putting information out every day. I just, I think privacy is something people like to talk about yeah. versus actually live that truth.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to investment, so you've invested in some amazing platforms, uh, pretty much most of the major social media platforms. If I gave you a million dollars today, what would you invest
0: in? As something that's not out yet?
1: It can be anything. It can be in my handbag collection, actually. Is it, do you have a good collection? <laughs> oh, it's still small, so... <laughs>
0: I would probably invest in soccer, basketball, and wrestling sports cards.
1: Cards. Cards. Really? Yes. I did not expect that's a lot of cards.
0: Well, I mean, if you're, it doesn't have to be. You know, you can, you, you <laughs> know, really. a, a Wilt Chamberlain rookie card in great condition is sixty thousand dollars. Jesus so, Christ!
1: That's a lot of Um
0: guys. I, uh, I genuinely believe that the sports card market over the next two to five <laughs> years is about to explode. And what I like about me spending a million dollars on that is A, I've probably spent about a half a million dollars on it in the last six months. B, it's going to go up in the short term and if I don't get my timing right to liquidate it before it collapses, because every market goes up and down, um, it's an extremely uh, consistent long-term investment. And I do believe for this cultured, sneaker, youthful generation that sports cards are our art
1: look that sneaker black market is incredible
0: and I believe that a lot of uh, of those sneaker kids can't get enough supply of sneakers yeah. but they can get if they believe in Ben Simmons a million of his rookie cards and so I'm seeing a lot of those sneaker kids graduate into sports cards and go from five figure businesses to seven figure businesses
1: that's incredible. Okay, that was not an answer that I was expecting.
0: I'm sure it's not.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to try and make this smoothie and not kill us both. Okay. So, I'm sure this is better than the dinner that you ate at Mark. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I don't think we ever ate anywhere fancy, so this could be better. Yeah,
1: this would be good. I'm, I'm a fusion restaurant. Okay. Well, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for your time. And Thanks actually, for one final me. question. Please. What would you like to be remembered for?
0: Giving more than I took. I like that. I'm passionate about that. Nice that good. comes easy to me.
1: Yeah, amazing. Cheers. Bottoms up. Okay. Ready? Yep. Go. <laughs> That's <is> disgusting. <laughs> I like that is it. Disgusting. Oh my god, gross. Thank you so much for your time, Gary. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Oh. Thanks guys for listening. Please 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 share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly a bunch of